As you can see right here, I'm continuing the uh, Youth Fam series, and the title of my message today is No Plan B. Okay? So I'm just going to jump right into the scriptures, and then I'm going to pray with you guys, okay? Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Oh, by the way, we're in Matthew 9, 35 through 38. I announced that earlier, so I apologize. But Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Okay, so I'm going to pray before we go into this, if you guys want to bow your heads. Um, Father God, we thank you for this evening, Lord, not morning, evening. Um, I'm really glad that, that I'm here, and I'm, I'm very, you know, I, it's a privilege to speak to these guys. So, Father, I just pray that you would just anoint me with the words to say. So, we thank you, Jesus, for this word in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So breaking this down, we have a lot of different parts that are going on. We have Jesus going through the towns and villages. He's teaching. He's proclaiming the good news. He's healing diseases and sicknesses. He's, he's seeing crowds, you know, and he's realizing a bunch of different things that we're going to dive into. Um, but right here, we see that it says uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. So in life, we often have a backup plan for everything we do. We, we often like, you know, if we're going to go to the store, we're like, all right, you know what? If they don't have the eggs I want, I'm going to go to Walmart instead of stop and shop. You know, we all have like different things that like, you know, we have planned just in case something goes wrong. But God doesn't work that way. So we may have, like, live life with a backup plan, but God does not. He has no backup plan. There is no plan B. But in order to be part of the plan, you need to open your eyes and, boom, see the need. That was, that was smooth, right, guys? So when he's talking about seeing the need, like, obviously, like, if you saw over there, he was, he was looking at the crowds, and he was mentioning, like, it mentions this compassion that he had for them because they were helpless and harassed. It says sheep without a shepherd. That's like a congregation without a pastor. Who's going to lead these people into different things? And that's why he's calling upon us, you know, the congregation, the church, the, the, the community that we have going on to, to speak to people around us. You know, um, a lot of you guys are in school. There's a lot of people in school who are lost, a lot of people in school who feel insecure and lonely. And like, I know that because I was that kid growing up, you know? And like, you speaking out and stepping out in faith as Sarah did to me way back when, like, that's what brought me here. You know, I wouldn't be here if Sarah didn't step out in faith and say, hey, I go to church every Friday. And I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes, you know? But um, eventually, you know, I'm here, you know? I'm pursuing a, a calling of God, and, like, I'm really glad that I'm here. You know, I wouldn't be the person who I am now if God didn't use Sarah to talk to me. Sarah followed that scripture right there. Come on. All right, so in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is going from town to town healing people. As he's healing people and preaching to them, he sees that need. And, like, that's what I mentioned earlier about the, the people who are helpless, Oftentimes, like, we're going to go through periods in our life where we're going to feel helpless, as if there's nothing that can, like, solve whatever guilt or doubt or whatever sorrow that we have in us, you know? All of us go through tragic different, like, different things. Some of us kind of take things harder than others, like some of us might take a breakup a lot harder than another person would. That's something that happens. We all know somebody who has. I'm not pointing anyone out. I don't know why you guys are laughing at me and giving me looks, okay? Oftentimes, like, we go through different things in different ways, and something that may seem helpless, like, something that may seem, like, oh, very small to you may be the biggest thing to someone else. So I just want to say that uh, 
uh, like ask you guys, like what are the things that our eyes are closed to that we need to start seeing? And like earlier I mentioned, there, there's people in your schools who are lost. You know, oftentimes we come to church thinking that like, all right, you know what, I'm here, I'm good. You know, that's it, that's all I gotta do. I just gotta stand up here during worship, sit down, listen a bit, you know, and then go home. You know, but that's not all that God has to offer to you. You know, church shouldn't just be this Friday night or, you know, Sunday morning. Like, there's so many, so much more that God has to offer than being here and just listening. Because, like, when I'm up here speaking, I'm not just speaking just because, like, I like talking. I do like talking. I do it a lot for all of you guys who know me. Love it. Um, But there's meaning behind what I'm saying, you know? And if Christ is asking you, if he, it, it says that he's telling us, like, hey, pray. that like, Well, not telling us, but he was telling the disciples, like, hey, pray. Because God has work and we need workers, you know? And right now, I just really want to emphasize that, like, we can be those workers for God. We can, we can act out whatever prayers that even Jesus had. Jesus prayed, Lord, send more workers. And, like, I feel like that's such a strong thing because Jesus is, like, almighty and powerful. He's just as God. Well, he's more God than he is man because he's Jesus, you know. But, like, I just think that that's amazing. That's beautiful. And, like, that's awesome that, that Jesus prayed for us to do that work. Okay. So, right here. Boom, this is that prayer. And it was, the harvest is plentiful. I'm going to read this again. Um, and the workers are few. Workers are few. I'm just going to reinstate that because, like, a lot of us don't realize, like, yeah, there's pastors here, but we can still do things that pastors can't. You know, because Pastor Chris can come up and speak every week, but maybe there's something that I can say to you guys that you guys can take better than he can, like, than he can give you. You know, because a person can, like, hang out around a church all day if they want to, but if somebody who they have no respect for is speaking, then they're not going to listen. You know? There are people groups that each and every one of us can reach that somebody else can't. And that's something that we all need to realize and like just, just kind of like notice because, you know, some of us are adults, some of us are younger, but the adults sometimes can't speak to you guys. You know, the same way that, like, sometimes the adults, like, it's hard for you guys to, like, spread a message to them, but you guys can talk to each other. Um, this whole Youth Fam series, it's talking about us communicating and being together as youth, as, as people of God, you know, as congregates of the church. Us being together is the reason why he prayed. Us being together and working together for, for the sake of the gospel, that plan that he has, spreading the good news, that's an awesome thing that he's called us to do it. Because I'm sure that Carlos has some friends that if I talked to, they'd be like, who's this dude with the big hair, you know, broccoli guy. But like, they'd listen to Carlos and they'd be like, oh yeah, those are some sick drawings. So what was that thing you said about Jesus? Oh, but, um, <laughs> all right. So Jesus prays for workers and to go into the fields and work. And that's an agricultural thing. Agricultural is farm, farming, if you guys didn't realize. The Bible's full of like different farming things because they didn't really have a lot of advanced technology. They had like boars and oxen and things. So, um, but when it's talking about working in the fields, it's not talking about us, like us going outside and mowing the grass. That's like completely off topic. But like that's, um, it's kind of an analogy, like saying like those people that are out there that don't know God, we need to work on them. You know, when he talks about the harvest, he's talking about people getting saved, people coming to know Jesus, people coming to, to acknowledge Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that work, he's saying that we need workers because there, there were even people that, like, Jesus couldn't reach that we probably can, 
you know, with Jesus. That kind of confusing. Um, but like, some people didn't want to listen to Jesus, but some people would listen to the disciples, you know? There, there are different people groups that everyone can reach, and I just really want to emphasize that. And in terms of this whole plan B thing, we are God's plan. Shout out to Drake. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Some people weren't a really big fan of that. I'm not going to name any names, but... Um, <laughs> The only way for you to truly step into all God has for you is for you to stop waiting for someone else to do it. The only way for you to truly step into all God has for you is for you to, wait, wait, sorry, I like, got you, is to stop waiting for someone else to do it. You know, Jesus prayed and he was saying, I need workers. You guys are those workers. God's plan has no plan B. It doesn't have like a second option. He prayed so that you guys can spread the gospel, so that you guys can be excited for Christ and that other people can see that light in you, so that you guys can go out and speak to people with the different scriptures that impacted you that can impact the people around you because some people communicate it differently. You know, like I can go to Kayla and be all like, hey, you want to talk about Jesus? You know, but like if Tej goes up to her and she's like, hey, like, I go to church all the time and like, I would really love for you to come. Like we just communicate in different ways. You know, sometimes I'm a little more quirky and sometimes Tej is just like really sweet and nice. And like everybody wants to listen to Tej cause she's cool. Um, she's got like this really nice voice, cool. Um, all right, so stop praying for someone to do the work that you are already an answer for. You know, um, oftentimes I hear stories like people complaining about things that are in church and what are you doing to fix those things? You know, um, some people can complain like, hey, you know, maybe the music's too loud. Well, are you running sound or is somebody else doing it? You know, hey, maybe you don't like the song choices. Maybe you should come up here and play an instrument. Maybe that will help you. You know, hey, maybe you don't like the way that some people dress. Maybe you should set a better example and be a leader here, you know? So there's different things that you can do that you're not realizing. We could sit here and pray all day like, Lord, bring more people into this church but not talk to anybody about it. You know, that makes no sense. How are we going to sit here and say like, God, please, I, I want my whole school in this building. You better talk to your whole school about Jesus because that's the only way they're going to come in here. You understand me? Like, all right, so I'm going to turn this right here to the scripture. This is Ephesians 2.10. I use the message version because I kind of liked it a little better than NIV. I was hopping around the scriptures, you know, gotcha. Um, he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. That last part, work we had better be doing, okay? When Jesus asked us to do the work, he, he wasn't just praying like, God, maybe you can send someone. He was saying, God, I expect someone to come. You know, God, I expect somebody to work in their schools. I expect somebody to work even in their church because there could be people in here who aren't saved right now. And if you aren't, I would love to have a really good talk to you. So, you know, just talk to me afterwards. But like, and like, I'll tell you why I believe in what I believe, why I'm where I'm at, you know, and like, there's a great power to the testimony that each and every one of you guys has here. You know, some people came here from, from far places. Some people came from broken homes and some people came from, you know, perfectly fine homes. But like, we all have a reason why we believe in God. I know pastor keeps preaching on Sundays. He, he keeps saying like, make sure you have a reason for the hope you have. And that's like straight out of the scriptures. I don't know which book it's in, but like, make sure you're ready to tell people about the hope that you have and why. 
you know, the testimony, which is, which is how you come to know God, how you came to know the Lord, how, how you understand and acknowledge that Christ is your Savior, like, that's such a powerful thing. And, like, if you guys ever want to know my testimony, I'd be more than glad to tell you. I'm a very open book. I just say things. So, um, so now is the time where we need to stop making excuses, and start making disciples. Um, I feel like that, that's a very like, strong thing. Like, we need to stop saying, like, hey, you know what? I don't want to join the worship team because I'm a little embarrassed. You know, I don't really know anything. We're willing to teach you. We're willing to get you there. Like I said earlier, I was pretty trash at playing guitar when I first got here, but I got better. You know, I learned, and that's because I had people here like, you know, Elijah, PC, when Caleb Pagan was here, he was teaching me. You know, Noah, even. You know, people here have taught me things that, like, I never would have learned by myself, and that's something where, like, we need to stop making excuses for not knowing things and start searching to find those answers, you know? Um, So, let's see. And another thing I want to shortly speak on, um, and this is more about, like, interpersonal, you know, me and you, and then you and your friends and stuff like that. We need to stop competing and start completing one another, okay? So if we're going to sit here and talk about, like, measurements of behavior and, like, saying, like, hey, you know what? I can play bass, but Val can probably play better. Like, if I just keep comparing myself to Val as opposed to saying, like, Val, can you help me get to your level? You know, like we could come here all the time and be like, you know what, that person's like way too deep into God. I can't talk to them. Ask them to bring you up. You know, we, we have this like idea where we just need to stay in our lane and that's it. But like youth fam, youth fam, youth fam. Um, so <laughs> we are a family of youth. That's what that is. Yeah. Crazy, right? Um, but because of that, like we should be able to talk to each other and bring each other to, to the level where we're at, you know? Like, maybe people are wondering, like, hey, Xavier, you know what? Why do you cry sometimes during service? Let me tell you why, you know? Um, if you, if you want to know, hey, like, how did you get to the point in your relationship with God where you're like, I want to be a pastor? I'll tell you about that. And let me bring you up in that with me, you know? Because we should be open and communicating and talking with one another. There, there could be people who come here every week, and you're not saying one word to them? Like... What if they don't know God and you do? You know, like how can we be selfish enough not to spread that love with them? How can we be selfish enough not to open up our mouths and say like, Jesus loves you too, you know? Because he loves each and every one of us. It doesn't matter like what we've done, what we've been through, who we were in the past, but because like Jesus cares about who we are now and what are we gonna do about it, you know? Like in the past, like, yeah, maybe I cursed all the time. I did terrible things. There was a certain point where I got kicked off of student leadership for a mistake that I did. But now I know from my mistakes where I am, you know, and like knowing where you are and where you can be are like two very close things because I can sit here and say like, hey, you know what? I got like a regular relationship with God. Like I'm good, you know, but I always like we should always want to strive to be better with God you know, to be closer with God, to be more intimate with God. And like that kind of love dwelling in that is going to bring you up as a person. And it's, and people are going to notice that too. Because I remember when I first came here, like I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just kind of like chill over here. I had a girlfriend and that's, that's all I did. I just like hung out with her. That's it. Didn't talk to anyone. But like once I started coming here regularly, like more often, um, the words that Pastor Chris was saying were like, wait a second, 
that could be me, you know? Like, not saying that I could be him, but like the stories that he was telling, saying that like, hey, like you can do amazing things. I was like, I can, you know? Like that's something that I've never been told growing up, you know? So like realizing that there's like an excitement and, and, and passion to, to the relationship that God has for you, like, I said like, forget that girl, you know? Like, I was, I was like, maybe you guys can help me, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and like, that, that's just like a big part of my testimony. Like, when I first came here, I just came here because of a relationship, but that doesn't matter right now. Because right now, I have a stronger relationship than I had there, and that's the relationship I have with Christ Jesus himself, you know? Because he's done amazing things in me, and I'm so grateful and thankful for that because like, I wouldn't be where I am without him. I wouldn't have gone through the things that I've gone through with joy, with hope, with peace, and with love if it was not for him. So I I just want to say, like, another part, and this is going to go into my next point, is that we should not do it alone. Don't do it alone. You know, if, if I just came to church by myself, didn't talk to anyone, then, like, I would never have found God. You know, um, like, yeah, I can just sit there and accept things. But like, if it weren't for the people who surrounded me, Eli was in the youth back then, you know, like just calling up people, Sarah, she invited me to youth, you know, like, and like she invited me and like was persistent for like a year and a half before I came into this building. So like, shout out to Sarah for being good with God, you know, Um, but like some of you guys I grew up with and some of you guys know like the person who I was, Bryce knows me from back in sixth grade times I never want to talk about, you know, (laughs) Um, but like I've grown so much since then, you know, like I was, I was a very annoying kid. I just, I remember sixth grade, I just kept talking about cheese and I had no idea why. Like that was like my phrase, like the teacher would be like, Xavier, what are you doing? I like cheese. What, what was I doing? Like, (laughs) yeah. But like, that was just like a weird phase that I was going through. You know, that's just like beside the point. But like, we shouldn't do things alone. Um, Jesus didn't just say like to one of the disciples, say like, hey, maybe you should go work in the fields that God's preparing for you. Because like, that would be awesome. You know, like, you know, he said, every one of you, like, I want you to pray that he would bring workers, not just one person, but workers, people, you know, groups together to work on those fields, to work on the people who are lost, the people who need to know Jesus, the people who are hurt and suffering and sorrowful, people who ought to know God, you know, because, and it's just so sad because now in our schools, there are people who don't know anything about church at all. You know, back then, like when I was younger, everybody knew church. Like it was like more of like, Everybody has already been there before, but like now you guys are in an area where like people just don't know what they do in church. Like when I tell people like, hey, um, you should come to youth group, they're like, uh, what do you guys, what do you guys do? And I'm like, you don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, well, first, like, you know, we come in and we, we talk to each other, you know, like we're all friendly. We're all super nice. And like, you know, we make more friends. We play some games. Um, my second time coming to youth group, volleyball, you know, you, some of you guys remember that. Um, <laughs> That was kind of like my thing that I started like to like join everyone like so I was just very loud um, and whenever we would serve we would this used to be like a volleyball net and we would like hit it and every time I would serve I'd go volleyball and just hit it you know and like I'd just watch the ball fly and then we would win except my team lost but it's okay I'm not gonna worry about that you know um, because I had fun <laughs> um, but again like I just want to say like you guys don't have to do it alone. You know, there's so many different people here. You know, maybe, you know, like, 
I basically like Bryce and I have gone through like the same school up until like 11th grade when I decided to ditch SMSA. But like, you know, like I've known Bryce since like sixth grade. Bryce is probably like one of my oldest friends, actually. Like, you know, people who I've known for a long time. I don't have like a lot of those. I moved around a lot. But like, I'm happy that I knew Bryce, you know, because now I can look back and Bryce can be like, oh, yeah, that testimony is just as strong because I watched him. <laughs> Come on. Like I used to wear snapbacks like it was crazy. Um, like I had like a Miami Heat one, you know, <laughs> and like this path that we have with God, this work that he wants us to do, we don't have to do by ourselves. You know, that's the reason why we're here. That's the reason we have church, guys. I'm not sure if you guys realize that, but church isn't just so that way we can like come in and be like, praise God, I'm out, you know, forget all you guys, talk to you guys next week. No, that's not what church is for. The church is so that way we have people to talk to. That way we have people to commune with because like if we were just silent Christians by ourselves, like on the side and never talk to anyone about it, where would we go? You know, if we weren't in the church looking at people as role models, if I never saw Pastor Chris as a role model, I would never be the Christian I am now. You know, if I never looked at, you know, Caleb Pagan leading worship as a role model for me to learn guitar, then like, where would I be now? I wouldn't be playing, you know? And like, there's different things and motivations that'll bring you to the amazing places that God has for you, but you just need to stop waiting and start going, you know? Because God has this awesome plan for each and every one of you guys. Each and every one of you guys is gonna talk to different people and be effective in that, you know? Because like, I may not know quantum physics, but someone here might. I don't know. Tej, I guess Tej knows it. Eli just pointed at her. And like, maybe Tej can connect with somebody about that, you know? And like, we all have different roads ahead of us, but we don't have to go through those roads alone. We're together and we're a family, a youth fam. Oh, wow. Um, all right, guys. So I just want to um, kind of like just emphasize that like, you guys are all like very awesome. And I'm really proud of each and every one of you. You know, if you guys are ever down to serve, down to do something, like, Hey, maybe you think the chairs are off every week and that bothers you. I would be more than glad to tell you to fix them. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I just think it's really awesome. And like, I had a really good time speaking to you. So I'm going to let you guys go out into your wrap, which is these three questions. Um, so number one is what are the needs we keep our eyes closed to? What are the things that like we are keeping to ourselves that like we're we're just acting like we don't see? You know, obviously, like I'm not saying like our eyes physically closed because like our ears are open right now. But like there are things that people need, people who, who are lost, who need help, people who are hungry, that need food, people who need to be, you know, cared for and nourished and like brought up. What are those needs that like we often like kind of turn away and decide we're not going to help out with. Um, and number two is what's something we can do about those needs. So if you give an answer to what the need is, I want you to provide a solution because that's what we do. Um, and then the last thing we're going to do prayer. Prayer doesn't have to be this long, elaborate thing. You know, we can honestly just do something real quick like this. God, Bryce is cool. Bless him. Amen. That was, you know, like, that's still effective. God still hears that prayer. and He's still going to act upon that. So I just really want to encourage you guys to do that. So you guys can break off into your groups of five or six. Some of you guys do 10. Um, and yeah, cool.